Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We're almost through the second month of this year, but that doesn't mean that you should forget about those New Year's resolutions, your new goals, especially your skincare goals. Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be dime beauty. I've been using this stuff. Look at me. Look at my face, pace case. You're glowing. How young do I look? Tell me. Tell me the number. That's a pace case glow. You look like a little baby. Thank you. That's the look I'm going for. And uh, I put this stuff on at night, (laughs) dime's eye cream. And then they have a, a dewy day cream that I also use. And this is the result. I, I've i literally never used a moisturizer before. Mm-hmm. I've always had oily skin, but now it's getting to that time. And I made one of my New Year's resolutions to be to do my skincare routine. And I'm using the dewy day cream in the morning. I keep it on the left. Using the restorative night cream, I keep it on the right. It's bim, bam, boom. I know which one to use. And now my face is moisturized all the time and it's so nice you look like a baby as well thank you i was waiting for it (laughs) (laughs) a little slow (laughs) but uh this takes the guesswork out of the routine so uh, this is part of the work system the two moisturizers there's also a sold out retinol alternative the tbt cream uh i can't wait to try that one as well Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. This is Grafting with Grace Ann, the only place to get coverage of the best and worst plays from the most recent episode of Love Island. I'm your host, Grace Ann Parks. It's time to crack on, and joining me for the first episode of Grafting is none other than Lizzie Pace and Chad Colchin. Welcome to my villa. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm usually in Palapas, but a villa feels great. Bigger, yes. more expansive. It's a, it's a change, of, uh, change of scenery. It is bachelor adjacent. But today, everyone listening to this, this is a very special moment. What is happening is history is repeating. Back in 2019, Lizzie Pace and I started a podcast called Game of Roses. Uh, we started in the middle of Hannah Brown's season. Did we 15 start on Bachelorette. Mental All? <laughs> I feel like it was an episode like no, that. No, 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 no. It wasn't. No? I think it was the episode right before that. It was oh. like the last episode before Hometowns or something. Uh, but we started that right in the middle of the season. And now Game of Roses is very proud to introduce a project done by Grace M. Parks. This is going to be mm-hmm. game coverage of another game. 
Love Island UK. It is the biggest dating game in the United Kingdom. Some people call that Britain. And so yes. in our ever-growing uh, quest to expand Game of Roses, to grow the pit, we realize we have to cover some of these other shows that The Bachelor gave birth to. And so that's what the show's going to be. And Love, Island Love Island is UK. one of those best grandbabies. That is right. An award-winning grandbaby. The favorite grandbaby. Like, the grandma is always like, no, I don't have a favorite. But, like, she obviously has a favorite. Like, let's be real. And it's Love Island. And so uh, this show, Grafting with Grace Ann, and I'm sure Grace Ann will explain what that means to you, is starting on episode 10 of season 10, I believe. Correct. Of Love Island UK, which you can now get on Hulu. And, uh, Grace Ann, please explain to us what Love Island UK is. Well, first... Before we get into that, a couple notes before we get into the, you know, the breakdown okay, of sure. episode 10 and all the things that led to episode 10. Um, right now, I will be releasing these short episodes on the Gore feed Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and possibly Saturdays. Um, these will all, again, be in the Gore feed. If you are new to Love Island and you want to follow along with me, the episodes drop every day on Hulu. It's not too late to catch up. We're only 10 episodes in. It's on in. six days a week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but That's it's a worth key it. thing to mention. <laughs> the reason that Grace Ann is going to be doing her show multiple times a week is because the show itself airs five times a week. Six. And Grace Ann's going to... Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Six. How could I How could I forget the all-important sixth episode? But Grace Ann's going to be breaking down all the plays, the errors, all the important stuff that's happening, tracking the gains in 15 to 20 minute uh, shows on the days that we don't do our recap or twibbin or a digging deeper. Correct. And so this is kind of the the format that we're going to try out now. Might change, but this is what we're going to do for now. Um, and if you're a seasoned Love Island fan, it is also very important to note I'll be following along with the Hulu slash American episode drops. That means if you're in the UK or using a VPN to watch episodes on ITVX, my coverage will be a week behind. So I just want to make that clear whenever I'm reporting mm -hmm. the gains and stuff like that. This is Yankee coverage of Correct. Coverage. Which and we'll have the we'll have the benefit of now seeing the Yankee bump in gains. We can be like, oh, mm -hmm. oh last week, you know. These players gained this, but then these players got the Yankee bump. I feel like that's going to be significant. I think the Yankee bump is already a uh, coined term, in my humble opinion. I think that's the funniest shit I've heard in a minute, the Yankee bump. The Yankee right. bump. Right. So uh, Chad did ask what grafting is. Um, grafting, you know, there are skin grafts. There are plant grafts. There are crafts as well. But grafting is a UK slang term, and it is basically whenever you start to flirt with somebody but you got to work at it you got to go graft like let's say i'm hitting on lizzie i'm gonna go graft lizzie i'm gonna go hit on her i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna try to get all her eggs in my basket there is so much terminology to the uk love island it's part of one of the most endearing things about it yes and it's one of my favorite parts about Love Island UK. I always watch with the subtitles. I mean, I watch everything with subtitles, but I highly recommend it for this because some of the, the accents can Didn't be a little hard to understand. I'll tell you what, I did not put on the subtitles. And, and I have no I idea what's going on. It was almost at some point where they were speaking a different language, but it was hilarious nonetheless. Um, I, I will say my role in this, I am a layman to this world. I watched about half a season of Love Island USA season one. And don't remember any of it. 
And uh, so I may, I may be asking questions at least throughout this first episode to kind of give me some idea of what the show actually is and why it may be important, important, at least in reference to Bachelor, because I did notice immediately some big differences in the game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so Lizzie and I have watched all of the first 10 episodes. Chad has just watched episode 10. So he is coming into this knowing absolutely nothing, which is so hilarious. I've watched all and I love 10 it. UK seasons. I've watched every US season. Yes. I've watched every Australian season. So I love this format. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, me too. I I adore it. With all of that being said, let's get into the gains. And these gains are a little different from Twibbon gains because these are 24-hour gains. I track the TikTok and Instagram followings every 24 hours so that I can, you know, be up to date. So in the past 24 hours... This is a deep recess of the pit here. Oh, yeah. Graysan's Love Island data portion of the pit. I have spreadsheets just like y'all did at the beginning, and, like, they look crazy, but I love it. So top five Instagram players are as follows. Molly Marsh is first with 118K. Jess Harding is second with 74.3K. Tyreek Hyde, 56.4K. Ella Thomas is in fourth with 51.4K. And then we have Rushi Gurung with 50.7K. The And we are two weeks into the season? Is that correct? Right. Two weeks in UK, one week in US. Okay. And this goes for how long? Uh, this goes for two months. Two months. So two weeks into the season, you already got people cracking 100K. Oh, yeah. Like Molly deserves it. That's all. I'll it's say. like so far. Oh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on Molly. Who's the number one UK Instagram player of all time? Of all time, um, it would probably right now Molly it would be May? Molly May from season five. Yeah, What's which she, I, at? she is at I believe eight point eight million. Oh, 80 million, 7.5 million. Oh, 7.5 million. 7.5 million crushes Hannah Brown. Yeah. They're not even in the same league. This is uh, Francesca Farrago is approaching this, but she's not even. Right. I know. Um, All right. So with that. Just for context. Yes. And then we have the top five TikTok. What I do love about Love Island is almost everybody has a TikTok, whether they're even like semi-active or not, like at least they have it. Unlike the incoming rookies to Bachelorette 20, like half of them don't even have a TikTok. So top five TikTok, Molly Marsh, again, number one with 772.9K followers on TikTok. Oh yeah. my God. And like 100K of those uh, were gains just from the past two weeks. Like Okay, so she already had a crazy following. On TikTok. She did, yes. TikTok was like her her bread and butter, but she's gaining faster than anyone on TikTok as well. So in second is Ella with 51.6K. Leah is in third with 29K. Fourth is George Fensum with 13.9K. And then rounding out the top five TikTok is Rushi with 6.3K. We got our top five gains and then we'll get into the breakdown. But in the past 24 hours, the top gain is Jess. She gained 3.1K, bringing her to a total of 74.3K. Rushi is in second, gaining 2.8K, bringing her to 50.7K. Ella gained 2.8K for a total of 51.4K. Tyreek coming in fourth, gained 2K, bringing him to 56.4K. 
And then last is Molly, who gained 2K for a total of 118K. So those are the gains Mm. in the past 24 hours. Okay, those are some good numbers. Now let me ask you this. As a layman coming into this, I noticed one thing, very different from our beloved game. (laughs) (laughs) These players have cellular telephones in their hands. What the fuck is the deal with that? Because the show is texting them shit like, everybody has to go meet by the fire pit or whatever. Are those real cell phones or are they just producers can communicate with them and nothing else? Producers can. And also we have seen in past seasons, sometimes if the Islanders want to communicate with like, let's say their partner, they will, it's not advised, but they will type into the notes app and like slide it over to their partner so that they're not saying it on mic. But that has ended up uh, burning them in the end. But it's either that or they take pictures of themselves, like selfies, group mm-hmm. photos, and then those are posted on the Love Island socials. But they have no internet okay. access. Got it. That's what I was curious about. And also I noticed a big difference. The Dark Lord of this game is not embodied this is a spectral no. dark lord it is no. only a voice there is a dark, you see lord. The dark lord eventually dark lord jamma yeah dark lord jamma she comes in periodically but that's not the narrator no there is a narrator ian sterling also. is a narrator but yeah, he is that's not the, the second dark lord I guess. he is the he is like the essence of love island he is the he's not a dark lord okay <laughs> Tonight. And then he makes like railway humor. I can't even do a yeah, just puns and, yes. and bad jokes left and right. He is it's beloved. very interesting. Yes. Okay. Well, wow. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Well, continue. I don't mean to derail you. But you're right. Maya Jama only comes in once in a while. It's completely random. Sometimes people are cut without her. Sometimes okay. she cuts people. But usually she's there for exactly yeah. reason. Okay. I also noticed visually the show is shot beautifully. The, the one date that I'm sure we'll get to this one-on-one date was nothing. It was just two people sitting on a park bench. But it was gorgeous. They shoot the food like a fucking movie. It's very filmic. So instead of like this format is kind of a Bachelor in Paradise format, a group dating scenario and everybody has to mix it up and see who they're going to wind up with. Uh, those dates, all those people in Bachelor in Paradise look miserable and tired and crying and shit. These people never look like that. Always look like it's the best time of their lives. That part of it came across loud and clear to me. And that's actually something I did want to bring up with you guys is one of the reasons why I do love Love Island so much and why I think it is one of the best shows is because they were the first reality TV show who introduced like filming with high quality cameras, like making like Mm. filming it like it's a film, like a reality TV show. Nobody had ever done it at the time when they first came out. And so they really upped that and and they made it this sparkly, shiny product, unlike any other reality TV show, which I think was genius because nobody really took it seriously. They do the slow mo entrances for people. I love the slow mos when they're dancing. It's such a vibe. But they also have the big brother style like hidden cameras everywhere yes yes and the fucking music jesus christ they're licensing real actual pop songs it's because unbelievable they make a shit ton of money and they actually invest it back into the product i know shocking something that the the bachelor could uh could uh, Mm -hmm. use you know now before before we get to the awards and stuff i just have one other question this thing is called Love Island. Mm-hmm. They're not on an island. They're not even on a beach. They're, what the hell's going on here? They're just in a house. They're it's on, a big brother house. No, no, no. They're on the island of Mallorca in Spain. Oh, That's not okay. always on an island. The US season s- you watched was in Vegas. See- <laughs> not an island. <laughs> <laughs> the island of Las Vegas. 
That was a bad season. Okay. (laughs) They're not always on an island, but it started out on an island. And with the UK, it's still on an island, except in the winter season when they're on in South Africa. It has all you need from an island in that you can't leave. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just trapped. Trapped is what it should be. Pretty much. Okay. Okay, those are all my questions. Thank you very much of for course. Uh, indulging my layman understanding of this. And ask away if you have any more. Obviously, this is the first episode, so it's going to be a little longer just because we gotta we gotta explain things to clues. But yeah, that's me. I'm holding up the process once again. Story I of my life. You didn't watch sorry, the sorry, first sorry. Episode, but whatever. I'm a completist. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think I was going to be able to watch this episode, but I did. Love that. So. Basically, episode 10 picks up right after the dates with the new bombshells, Leah and Charlotte. The, the, the dates have concluded, and this episode is basically centered around something that I'm calling Twirlgate. Um, we, know, <laughs> <laughs> we know Tyreek just got off two dates with Leah and Charlotte. He's been coupled up with Ella, and again, they're doing great, like... And it's also only been one week at this point, but they are doing great. I would argue that at this point in the game, they're probably one of the stronger mm-hmm. couples. But again, it's been one week. So Tyreek pulls Leah for a chat and because he didn't feel like they talked enough during their date. He wanted to finish the conversation. And uh, again, talking, very innocent, cute. And Leah says something about her dress being too short and how she has to like sit in a certain way, like she gestures. And Tyreek immediately goes, oh, stand up. Let me see. I haven't seen it properly yet. So Leah stands up, does a 360, a.k.a. a twirl, sits back down. That's it. Ella's in the kitchen. Homegirl is triggered. She is like, she just twirled for him. She is she is not happy about this twirl. She was doing fine, but when she saw the twirl, she lost it. Um, All I thought about was she turns Ari to dress and, and Becca Kufrin on the Pretty Woman date. Wait, <laughs> what he spins happened? Spins her in, what in the did... dresses that she's trying on. Yeah, he twirls her too. Oh my god! No gate attached to that twirl. Though. And it was so cringe, Very wasn't cringe. it? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh man, I forgot about but that. But this, this play—you're talking about Ella. How many of these players understand that this is all fiction and it's a game? And versus how many people actually come out of this thing that are like still together or got married? Yeah. Does it ever work? The number one Instagram player, she's got a baby now. Yeah, they're yeah. engaged. There's a the lot show? of babies. Oh, yeah. The first ever season, um, you have successful couples who have kids, especially uh, the second season. I'm blanking on their names right now, but a lot have kids. A lot are married. I would say Damn. it's the same success rate as The Bachelor, honestly. It makes sense okay. yeah. to me. They're Shit. spending so okay. much more time together. So Molly May is like Jade Roper, but with Hannah Brown. I'm surprised she's Francesca number one. My number one is Ekin Sue. Or maybe more. I thought it was Ekin Sue. It, I thought it would have been more too, but I guess. What's that? What are these people at? Who's I think Ekin Sue, Sue has like two out? million. I thought she maybe three million, but Maura Higgins, I feel like she could. Maura only has 3.7 million. Molly May is so far ahead of them. Yeah, that's shocking to me. I know. But even that, the person you're saying only has 3.7 million. No one in yeah. Bachelor comes close. I know. Well, Twirlgate. Twirlgate, yes, correct. So, again, Ella was in the kitchen watching this all happen, 
And she turns to Jess and she's like, why did she just get up and twirl for him? She's really stuck on the twirl and will continue to mention it throughout this episode. Now, her and Tyreek start to fight after this twirl throughout the night. In an ITM, Ty is like, Ella is overreacting. She's acting like I snogged Leah in the corner and it ain't even like that. I understand she doesn't want to see it in front of her, (laughs) but no one told her to come to the kitchen when I'm next to it. And... Again, Ella comes back and she's basically like, you said you were going to chat to a girl, um, but I didn't know you'd be fucking snuggling and saying twirl for me. And then Ella recreates the twirl, which I really liked. I thought that was uh, a good move on her part because honestly, I thought she did the twirl better, but it's neither here nor there. Um, And basically, Ella, her whole thing is she wants Tyreek to be respectful about how he goes and talks to new girls. And personally... I feel like if he and Leah were to have gone into some dark corner of the villa or the terrace where nobody was and talked there, I feel like that would have been disrespectful. The fact that he was out in the open, he was, you know, again, they both said they were open. Like, mm-hmm. th- yeah, there's a difference between is- saying you're open and then actually confronting the reality right. of it. And this is kind of like paradise. As, as I understand it, that everybody comes there. We're all open. We know it's going to be awkward. We're dating in front of each other, but that's just how it is. Yes. We all kind of accept that. Okay. Just making sure. Totally. But there's this weird kind of like semi-monogamy that's implied by being in a couple with someone. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So it's like perfect match a little. Uh, yeah. In a way. Because you have to, I mean, I saw the format of the show. At the end of the show, you have to basically, in quotes, give a rose to somebody. And it's either the guys are giving the roses or the girls, or in this one, they did a table turner in the end. It's like, the guys are going to do the thing, but the three. Yeah, but in Perfect Match, there's it kind of has to be a consensual match. In Love Island, you can just pick whoever you want to be your partner if you're just, right. sometimes it's just the order that the producer. They can't deny it? Oh, yeah, no, they can't deny it. You can sleep on the daybed. Otherwise, yeah. you're only oh, allowed I to see. sleep in your in the bed with your name on it. In the bed with bed with that yep. person. Okay. Wow. There's no That's like intense. rejecting right. interesting. it. Interesting. Interesting dynamic. Interesting mechanic there. Okay. Um. So I do want to mention. So my face play of the game actually happened after Ella is talking to Tyreek about being respectful whenever you are talking to other girls and, wowie. Um. I'm going to show Pace Case and Clues this fantastic... I mean, this is scrunched up, like... Let me zoom in a little bit more. Hold on. Yeah. Like, she's not <laughs> having it. She's not Ella about... was face playing left and right. I didn't do a face play of the game. I was astounded by the level of face play across the fucking board. I know. This is a face player's paradise. Everybody in the show is throwing up high-level fucking face play giant aperture eyes and mouth oh, yeah. big surprises a lot of anger a lot of frustration uh, i misunderstood how play. we were doing the awards so mine are so far this season and my face play of the season goes to molly who was doing like these this 100 percent aperture of her eyeballs at all these various things that have been happening at the recoupling in this episode when she was in the blue outfit and when Charlotte calls uh, f- for Zach to be her new partner oh, yeah. and they turn to Molly and she's just like, wide aperture. You got to be to be a musical theater star. You got to see it from far away. And I saw it. 
Oh, absolutely. And you gotta you gotta project with your not only your your voice but your eyes as well. That's she knows what she's doing. She's a professional. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, I gotta be honest, I didn't know much about wine until we got First Leaf as a sponsor. And this is a wine club. Love to be in a club. They have amazing wines and exclusive perks. This is First Leaf Membership. I filled out the quiz. I answered these questions. They sent me the things that were tailor suited to me, including the Dita Akello 2022 mm. Shiraz Rosé from Southeastern Australia. Shiraz. Rosé all day, baby. It's one of my favorite types of wine. When you're celebrating, you know, February, the month of love, I love to have it. It'll be even better for springtime. Rosé is the color of spring, I always say. But I'm thankful to First Leaf that I got to try it. With First Leaf, you get to choose when you want your box delivered and how often you get new assortments of wine. You get to be part of that wine club Pace Case was talking about, which is going to give you access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want wine pairing, advice, you want to talk about the wines you're getting in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get that member exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Clues. I quit bras during the pandemic. I said no more. They're not comfortable. I'm being comfy as a lifestyle um, and I couldn't picture a bra that would exist that I would want to wear. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. They don't have underwire, they don't have bulky fabrics, and they are so soft. Basically feels like a second skin, which is the only type of bra I will be wearing in the year of our gore 2024. Mm-hmm. I got the crossover bra, the black runway one it has this cute like mesh that adds peekaboo mesh that adds this very sexy touch so it's like doesn't look like it's you know a comfortable bra but it is and i guess i'm a bra person again it turns out well congrats pace case i know it's a big step for you 
Right mm-hmm. now, you can treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash roses. Use that exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash roses. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support Game of Roses and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. So before we get to the next day, um, my play of the the game actually happens. Um, Mitchell... When the lights go out and every all the couples are in their beds, he starts a conversation with Molly in bed and says, I feel like we could be friends, don't you? She mm. agrees and expresses she's happy they can still be friends. And after he put all his eggs in Molly's basket, after knowing her for like a day, um, and then when things didn't go his way, he told her he was done. He never wanted to talk to her again. This was the perfect and frankly only play he could have made, and it worked. I think it was smart to do it when hmm. he did it, uh, when the lights were out, because I feel like that's when more like serious, meaningful conversations happen between the couples. And I, it worked out, and they're good. And I think that was a bridge he did need to mend before he could fully like move hmm. on. So that was my play of the game. Play of the episode. My play of the game, play of the season goes to <laughs> Zachariah for going for that Molly kiss in the challenge. I know it hurt his second audience game, perhaps, but he had to go out on mm-hmm. this limb in order to get her to leave safe Mitch. And she liked it. Mm. I remember like, at, like actively like gasping because they're so much more conservative with their kisses on this show. And the fact that he just went for it, I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, my play of the game, you're going to have to help me here. I don't remember anybody's names. Uh, don't worry. We got my you. play of the game. <laughs> Could you imagine this? Could you imagine like a fucking baseball answer being like, I'm going to tell you, there's an amazing play, man. I don't know who made it. I don't know what team it was for. You're going to have to help me with that. But I do remember it was a play. Um, at any rate. The play was, I believe it was one of the bombshells, sits down next to a guy, they're talking, and she asks him who is on the top of his list, yeah. and he says, some other player, not her, Right. and he goes, what about you? And she goes, actually, Charlotte you're at the top of my list. Zachariah. That was my play of the game. Charlotte. Charlotte to Zachariah. I just thought, that is such a fantastic utility play. He's saying, I have my eyes on this other person, you don't know if that's going to fucking work out, and she immediately is like, it'll work out with me. I'm telling you right now, if you pick me, we'll fucking go far. And if you go pick her instead, I know that's going to blow up in your fucking face at some point. You're going to come back to me and think I'm still here waiting. And now I can turn the power dynamic back around. I can make you think you're you're missing out that this opportunity is going to fucking dry up. It was a fantastic play. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it works out, I guess, over the course of the season. Love that that's your play. Again. It, it was a fantastic play. And I and I also like Charlotte because she is one of the older Islanders. She's 30 and she knows what she wants. Like. She she's already said it in the last episode. She's like, I want babies now. I want a marriage now. Yeah. Love it. She's confident. So in the morning, the Tyreek and Ella drama continues, despite Ty emphasizing to the boys, nonetheless, that he is still firmly all in with Ella. She is on the other side of the villa producing, I mean, hella tear play and bringing up that damn twirl again. Jess and Catherine do a great STCO here. Um, despite Ella's tear play, she has a forced girl chat with Leah and 
they basically say they have no hard feelings for one another. But of course, Ella once again needs to mention the twirl to the twirler in question. And Ella not dropping the twirl was my error of the game. Mm. In a situation like this, you can't let them see you sweat. You got to play it cool. Catherine does a fantastic job of this. Anytime there's been a situation in the past few episodes that, you know, hasn't worked out in her favor, she could have emotionally reacted. She could have been mad. She always plays it cool. She she knows when to react properly in a situation. But Ella is Ella's a great player, but she lets her emotions get to her. She just needed to yeah. let it go, ignore the twirl, you know, Um yeah, she. You even see it at one point. She's standing next to. I forget who this player was. Ella is standing next to somebody. This is about when they're getting to the rose ceremony portion, and Ella is about to do tear play. And whoever this other player was, does a fucking reverse STCO. Uh, no shoulder to cry on. Don't cry at all. Yeah. A DCAA. <laughs> Don't cry at all. DCAA. <laughs> she plays DCAA here and you realize in this game maybe tier play is not exactly as it is in the bachelor in the bachelor it always can punctuate something make something seem for trr can give you a bit of a victimization at it here it shows weakness it's different in this game at least in this episode it was i made that note and i was like ah, that's you're just interesting you're basically trying to demonstrate value in this show the whole time and yep. my runner-up for error was the way that mitch handled molly talking to zachariah because i was like yeah, you are coming off as this is not this is not good. You know that you have more eggs in her basket than she has in yours. You have to play it cool and let her explore her options. You can't Seriously. until you are committed until you have all eggs and you, you are uh, what do you call it in an exclusive. You can't be doing that. However, my error of the season goes to. Andre leaving Rushi to try to get with Catherine again. I felt like this was a risky move. I was shipping them for a split yeah. second and Catherine already left you. So she's getting with you. It's only because Zachariah left and you are a placeholder. And being a place being placeholders are, are an important part of this game, but you don't want to be you don't want to be left out in the dust. And when you have a Sure, couple going. You stick with that. Totally agree. This game is about longevity. My error was also Ella's uh, play regarding the twirl, <laughs> and basically just her. Who's the guy that she's with Tyreke. or was with? Uh, Tyreek. What's his name? Tyreek. Her entire mishandling of what Tyreek was doing. Tyreek's playing the game. Yes. And at this phase, I assume two weeks in, you kind of have to let everybody play the game. If you get too possessive too quickly, it's going to sink Absolutely. your ship. And we saw exactly what happened to Ella at this rose ceremony in the end. Or not a rose ceremony. What do they call it in this Recoupling. Game? At the recoupling. We see what happens to Ella when they recouple. Somebody doesn't want to ruh in the couple. <laughs> Somebody is going to get a new couple. Somebody doesn't want to ruh in the couple. And I think it's because of how she played. Had she played this differently, I, I think it's a different outcome. To be fair, we'll get to that point, but also you got to take into account the fact that the bombshells got to pick first. Yeah. And That's like, a producer move, it, it, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Yes. The bombshells have no say in it? No, the, the bombshells got to pick first, got to recouple first. Right. And then the guys... But you're saying it's a producer move, so you think 
the producer told the bombshell yes. to pick Tyreek. Oh no, I think 100%. I think okay. she wanted Tyreek, right. but I also think that the producers uh, made sure that like, oh, during this recoupling, we're going to have the bombshells choose first because that doesn't always happen. Okay. That can be rare. I right. feel like they set it up that way because they knew she was going to pick. That, that's something um, I love Tyreke. about this game is that there are no rules to recouplings, and they happen whenever, wherever. And it's all I up know. to the producers of like who they want to get rid of, who they want to force to recouple. Yeah. It really does have a sense that The Bachelor doesn't have. The Bachelor is a, a stranglehold. You can feel the producers in every frame. Yep. In this, it's a little mm -hmm. more big brothery. It's a little more like they just got a bunch of these fucking like like always super hot twenty to thirty year old people. Yeah. Threw them into this fucking weird ant farm, and we're just kind of watching it. And every once in a while. The producers will send in a text, and that's about it. That's a, that's as as much of the producers as you can yeah. feel in it. You know what they I mean? They call like it the overt... voice of God, though. That's very it's interesting. Like, they are actually interfering a lot more than. Yes. Sure, sure, but just in the mm -hmm. presentation of the document, I'm saying, like the Bachelor has this this kind of oppressive feeling that the producers are just there grinding these people into fucking emotional torment constantly. I didn't feel that in the show. I know. I felt the producers, but they're a little more like cheeky, a little more like, ha, 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 this will be funny. Yeah. Instead of like, get them under control. And on The Bachelor, sometimes yeah. you literally see producers in frame, even though it's like a split second. It's yeah. still like, oh, uh, it, it it's uh, you feel so like closed in. Like, again, the stranglehold. Yeah. Totally agree. So Whitney's got a text. It's time for her and Medi to head off on their first date. They ride a tandem bike to a pond in the Spanish countryside. <laughs> and when they're at the pond, they what a pond. They cheers. But the thing is what Chad said at the very beginning, it's shot so beautifully the way I'm describing yeah. it. It sounds like they went to a pond on a bike. Okay, They did. They rode a fucking tandem bike to a goddamn pond and sat on a fucking wooden bench with a goddamn uh, plate no, they of got like, the cheese full cubes date. on it. The tandem That's bike the was a full date. date. But even the full dates in this show are fucking beautiful. The shots they have of the wine and shit laying out on the table, it's like, that's just a fucking bottle of wine. It looks like the tastiest fucking wine. I mean, they shoot this show incredibly well. It's it's gorgeous. It's, to me, it was it was better than Love is Blind. It was better than the kinetic shows, even, visually. Eat that kinetic, burn, roasted. Yeah. <laughs> so when they cheers, again, by this pond on this wooden bench that looks beautiful, um... Yeah. Medi looks down and he goes, oh, the frogs are fucking. <laughs> and then the camera points directly at the two frogs mating in full daylight in the middle of the pond. And these two horny frogs getting it on right in front of Whitney and Medi were my creatures of the week. <laughs> I mean, these two the fucking frogs were my creatures of the season. <laughs> oh, Oh my goodness! Yeah. Hard to be same. I I don't even know uh, when the next time is. I'm gonna watch one of these episodes. I'll say it right now. They're the creatures of the fucking whole series. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Two frogs having sex and a French guy is like Lucas. <laughs> the frogs, frogs they're fucking. Eh. Huh? <laughs> I I was kind of like you know oh taking in the ambiance and yeah, shit yeah. during that scene. And then I hear him say that, and I'm like, did that guy just say two <laughs> frogs fucking what? Because you don't see the shot. You don't see the frogs when he says it. You're like, what is this fucking maniac talking about? Then they show <laughs> there's two literal frogs having sex in the fucking thing, center stage, and they cut to it later in the fucking show, too. And it's shot beautifully, oh, too. Yeah. There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek tongue stuff in the show, and they always make fun of the dates for being shitty. 
They're like, they just put a bottle oh, of wine that. on the driveway. The, or like, yeah, it's like, hey, uh, at least they didn't turn you into a fucking human churro <laughs> and make you roll around with a snake. Like, could have been worse, dude. Could have been worse. <laughs> and it's it's also hilarious. Like Ian Sterling, the the narrator. Like sometimes at the beginning of the season, he'll be like, "It's season ten, and we're back." And guess what? We finally got a bigger budget for the date team. They now have two chairs to work with, or something <laughs> like that. And like they're right. all, he's always just shitting on like the date team, the producers. Yeah. Like it's, I love it. I love it. It strikes a weird tone in that way because he, that guy, the the narrator, kind of undercuts the yeah. sincerity of everything. But that's always. part of it. But the music then backs it back yeah. up. The music that they select under all of it is fucking phenomenal. And it really like when you're at the rose ceremony or the recoupling, you feel like emotional weight because they score it. So, fucking oh, yeah. Well. I mean, it's, the recouplings really are like my least show. favorite part of the show. Sometimes I fast forward because it's just like they always do these pauses that are so long, long. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah. I also fast forward the previously on and coming up. I'm like, what are these fucking spoilers? Oh, I know they do. They more than Bachelor. I know Bachelor sometimes spoils their own shit, but like Love Island does it every I, day. I am so fast now at fast forwarding it. I'm like, I don't see it. You're just like, oh, I love that. So here's the deal, though. Medi and Whitney, again, they're still on their date. They're talking about how they vibe. The date was nice, but there Zero was no chemistry. kiss, which I was really that totally missed opportunity here. I feel like the public really likes them because they are so silly and such an interesting couple. And again, Medi should have kissed her here. Like when she I was I don't buy this couple. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't you don't? I don't, know. I don't know. Elaborate. I don't know. I just don't see the I don't see the chemistry here. I see two people looking for a placeholder. Ah. Mm. <sighs> You're probably right. I ate right into I it. I think it was the music. And, or maybe the frogs that were fucking. <laughs> yeah. If you have the right song and a video of two frogs having sex in a pond, people will believe anything. <laughs> Pretty much. But um, Medi and Whitney get back from their date and Ellen Tyreek are able to make up just all of that. But then Sammy gets a text. And we are now at our second recoupling of season 10 um where the boys will pick which girls they would like to couple up with the girls not picked to be in a couple will be left single and vulnerable charlotte and leah get to pick first as the newest arrivals before the boys make any decisions so um in order this is how it goes leah is up first she couples up with uh tyreek and like everybody mm-hmm. gasps they're like, oh my gosh, you know, um, Charlotte's up next. She couples up with Zach. And then we see an amazing face play from Molly. Again, the wide eye aperture, just like. Yeah. Unreal. Very good. Um, Andre uh, couples up with Catherine. Medi couples up with Whitney. Sammy couples up with Jess. And then Mitch couples up with Molly. 
And I really did like his speech uh, before he picked Molly. I thought that, I wonder what that's going to lead to. Um, and so Rushi and Ella are the two uh, left that are single, and they're both OG Islanders. And another yes. text comes in telling the Islanders they must now decide which single girl should be saved. The girl not chosen will be dumped from the island immediately, and then cliffhanger. This is why I gave Ella my error. Sorry to say it. Had she played that differently, I don't think that would have been the outcome. I know you're saying the producers are the ones drumming all this shit up. You're playing the producers, too. If you're showing the producers that you're getting flustered by this shit, they're going to fucking poke you harder. You know what I mean? If you're like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about this, they're going to be less likely to put her on the chopping I don't know. Block. I feel like this is a false cliffhanger, though, because Rishi's not really in a couple. So I'm like, it seems obvious Ella's going to yeah. stay. Yeah. Who was your Wait, MVP? My Jorge by Moreno, bystander of the season, goes Ooh. to the woman who is on a date with George in the intro packages, and he ditches her after giving her a flower bouquet <laughs> to go on Love Island. And she does incredible <laughs> face play. She's like, what? I know. It's how dare you? Oh my gosh. I for... That's so hilarious i was like who could her Jorge moreno be but then i forgot about the intro that is good <laughs> um my mvp was leah because while she did commit one of the seven deadly sins twirling she did not let herself get bothered by ella's outburst she kept chatting with tyreek who is her number one again being a bombshell is not easy um, she could have easily shied away from continuing to talk to him to appease Ella, but mm. she didn't. She kept her eyes on the prize, and that's why she was my MVP of episode 10. You, when you say being a bombshell is not easy, is bombshell yeah. a game term? Do they do bombshells every season? It's anyone yes. who's not an OG. And so those are just people who come in halfway through. Mm -hmm. OG is day one? Yes. For sand, basically? Okay, got it. Um, my MVP was Tyreek. Because he found himself in a very precarious situation. And I realized that in the early stages of the game, you can jump around a little bit, whatever, whatever. But clearly, he was causing Ella distress by what he was doing, his choices he was making. And she was coming at him hard with a victimization strategy. Why did you do this to me? You're the asshole. I'm the victim here. She even says at one point, because he's not having it. He's like, no, I went on this date, whatever. This is crazy. I'm trying to talk about it with you, and you're just pretending to be mad. And she even says, why are you trying to make this all about you? She reveals in that moment, she's trying to make it all about her. She's trying to be the victim in the situation. And he defends it perfectly by just never giving an inch. So he uh, survived that. He gets a producer, potentially, to have this other player be choose him at the recoupling. Uh, I thought he did a fantastic job dodging uh, what would have normally been a situation that I think could have found him on a shopping hey, Rick, Interesting. Is probably my runner-up for MVP of the season, but my, uh, but Molly Marsh was my MVP. She is the star of the show so far. She is setting up her own love triangles. She's setting up her own love squares. She is getting away with it. She's pissing off some of the second audience, but not to the point of them causing a confrontation. Obviously she's getting the parasocial gains. I, I saw that after I made this decision, but it makes sense to me. Um, mm. She's just, I just know she's going to be in it till the final episode. So she's killing it. Yeah. She's going to be, you know, the next Molly May. She's going to be the next yeah. second Sue. She's, like, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. 
She's amazing. Extraordinary and, you know, <laughs> the I was shipping her in Mitch. And she's only I'm 21. Sort of still shipping her in Mitch, but I don't know. Maybe that ship has sailed. No, but I like that, that you're still, because, like, I totally am. I'm like, oh, maybe this is his play to, like, he's saying, like, oh, let's just be friends, but this is his way of, like, getting back in, but being a nice yeah, guy about it. Yeah, just like Jess keeps being the STCO for him, waiting in the wings. That's also a placeholder relationship, I think, Sammy and Jess. For sure. Hmm. Well, that was my breakdown. That was our breakdown of episode 10 of season 10. I'll be back on Wednesday to break down the next few episodes. I want to thank both of you for joining me for my first Love Island breakdown. Um, both of you are going to pop back in throughout the season to help me break down any and all twirls because you guys are kind of like <laughs> yeah, who I nice need when, when stuff like that happens, to be honest. But thank you both for coming on the inaugural Grafting with Grace Ann episode. I loved it. I'm so glad we're finally covering the show. I think you have been doing an extraordinary job getting putting this show together. And if you haven't watched Love Island yet, watch it from episode one. It's amazing. And I would say the casting for the season, excellent. Yeah. I would also say uh, it's been a pleasure, Grace Ann, Mm -hmm. to be part of what is a historic moment. Another launching of Game of Roses style coverage of another st- show right in the middle of the <laughs> it's season. It's not in the middle. This it, is it just, still the beginning. Really, There's I was thinking about over it. fifty episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Again, that's one of the reasons why I do like being at Gore. Again, you guys, you do always adhere to these very sacred traditions. So yeah, yes. I was driving around today thinking about that. This is our four year anniversary. Of Gore. Oh my gosh, you're right. It literally is today yeah. when this is. Is it really? Literally? Yes. Oh my God. June 19th. Oh, wow. Happy anniversary. Happy, Happy anniversary. Happy Juneteenth. Pitt provides. We didn't even know this. <laughs> Wait, is we, it the uh... 19th or the 18th? It's the 19th. Oh, wow. Wow. I had no idea. Well, I feel very honored to, to be a part of it. So thank you for having us, Grace Ann. Thank you. And this has been Grafting with Grace Ann.